Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode two of Living Chronically. I'm your host, Bailey Piku, a college student with multiple chronic illnesses who's just trying to live her life. This episode, I am going to tell you guys about a dream that I didn't think that I could achieve once I got sick. In August of 2021, two months after being diagnosed with dysautonomia, I was told that I needed to take a year off. Hearing that, I was like, hold up, wait a minute. I am about to be a sophomore in college. I am heavily involved. There's so many things I want to do this year. I just, I can't. Like, that's not feasible. And of course, I didn't. And it's been hard. I have pushed my body to the line, gotten close to crossing my body's line many times, and I've paid the consequences. But I've gotten to do things that I love, reach dreams that people told me that I wouldn't be able to do once I got sick. And so today we're going to talk about one of those dreams. Last week, was the 2022 Miss Southeastern pageant and the 2022 sweeper comp. Last week on February 17th was the 2022 Miss Southeastern Scholarship Competition, a local preliminary for Miss Louisiana, which if you win Miss Southeastern, you compete at Miss Louisiana, and if you win Miss Louisiana, you compete at Miss America. That following weekend, last weekend, was also the 2022 Sweeper Competition, not pageant anymore, for Miss Louisiana. And I did both. For Miss Southeastern, it was amazing. I loved every single second of it. I loved the meetings and the rehearsals and the tech rehearsals and the feeling that you get when you go on stage and people are clapping and you know they're clapping for you. And it was just absolutely incredible. It's something I've always dreamed about doing. My mom was a festival queen back when she was in college and I always wanted to do that, but she told me I had to wait to college. Then I get to college and I find out about Miss Southeastern. And of course, I couldn't go watch it in person last year because of COVID and because I had gotten COVID when it was happening. And I kind of just feel like Miss Southeastern, looking back on it, was when I had my old autonomia journey start because it started to get insane when I got COVID. And Miss Southeastern has kind of just been there for the whole ride. Last year's Miss Southeastern was Lily, and she is an absolute inspiration to me. And it was seeing her and all the differences that she made on campus that really just solidified me wanting to do this. So, after hearing that I could not do it and I should take a year off, I said, screw that, we're doing it. And I started prepping. I messaged Lily and I said, what do I need to do like, to help 
me figure out how to get started. And she did. She said, you need a social impact pitch. You need a social impact initiative. You need a talent. You'll need an evening gown. You'll need something to wear for interview. And she kind of just gave me the whole rundown of what a Miss America scholarship competition looks like, what Miss Southeastern looks like. And so I started right then and there. I was like, man, talent. That will be the biggest obstacle. When I was little, I used to dance. Now, I can barely walk maybe 500 feet without feeling like I'm done. So I knew dancing was not an option unless I wanted to be carted off the stage in a stretcher. And we didn't want that. That was not what was gonna happen. And so I was just trying to think and I called my mom. I said, mom, what am I gonna do? I can't dance. I definitely cannot sing. Even though I did try out for American Idol once, there was a reason I got rejected. She said, why don't you speak or something like like you did in high school? In high school, I was on the speech and debate team and did a lot of debating. I was also in the theater department. And I said, okay, I can do that. I'll do a speech. And I was like, what am I gonna speak on? So I thought, dysautonomia. I know all about that. You know, that's my social impact initiative. Let's just do dysautonomia. And so I started writing on things I can never really find write something that I loved. So that was like August and a little bit of September. End of September, beginning of October, I met Alyssa, my pageant mom, my girl. Love this girl to death. She's literally a godsend. And she had posted on Instagram and someone had shared it and that's why I saw it, that if anyone needed help preparing for Miss Southeastern to let her know. And I was like, me, I need the help. I need the help. Like, I don't really know what I'm doing. And I messaged her. And I was like, I would love to work with you if you want to work with me, please. Blah, 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 whatever, whatever. And she said, let's meet for coffee. I said, okay, cool. I can't drink coffee, but I met her. And it was just instant, click, boom. We were going to work together. We talked about everything. We talked about my background with public speaking. We talked about my talent. We talked about her crash course that she had. And she said, why do your speech, which is actually called a monologue, on your social impact, which the art are gonna hear a bunch about, why not do it on something else? What else are you passionate about? And at the time, I was still an education major, and I said, well, I'm passionate about teaching. And she said, do that. Do something on teaching. And I said, okay. So I started writing and brainstorming. And Alyssa and I met every single week, and we did interview prep, and I would take questions she gave me and write out the answers. We shopped online for my outfits. I had already found my evening gown dress and she left it. She gave me jewelry. She really prepared me. And we just prepped. And then eventually I wrote my monologue and I said it in front of her. 
And we were like, mm, let's change it up a little bit. And we did. Then it was time to watch Miss America. We watched it and we watched Miss New York's monologue. And I was so inspired. I said, I know what I'm going to do. I know how I'm going to fix it. And I fixed it and it was amazing. I was in love. Alyssa was in love. We were in love. We loved it. Love this monologue. And we kept meeting. We kept practicing. And then January comes around. And it's time for my Southeastern Runners to start. And we show up. We They tell us everything that's going on. I mean, Chelsea, who was the 2019 Miss Southeastern. Alyssa was 2018. And we just start working on everything. She starts teaching us the opening number. Which I didn't know. That was the thing. No one told me I was going to have to dance at the beginning of this. And let me just tell you guys. That first rehearsal... I had physical therapy the next day. I walked in. I said, I can't. Like, you have to get easy on me today. I am in so much pain. And I just, like, cannot do this today. And they were great. Moved much better. Learned about heat and stem that day. Thank you, Miss Southeastern, for putting me through the pain and letting me learn about heat and stem. Because that is amazing. And every rehearsal, I just worked my butt off. I did not let, or at least I think I did not let the pain show because I didn't want to be treated differently than anyone else. And we worked, and we worked, and we worked. And then we get an email saying rehearsal is going to be virtual that night. And that night they tell us that they're having to push back the competition from January 21st to February 17th because of the increase in COVID cases. As someone with multiple chronic illnesses, COVID scares me terribly. The idea of catching it and now ending up in the hospital, potentially if I catch it again, is terrifying. So I understood why we had to push it back, but I was still upset. But I also had more time to practice. And so I called Alyssa, I said, they're pushing it back. Let's get back to work, like let's keep working. And we did. And those few weeks that we had between our last rehearsal for the January date and our first rehearsal for the February date, Alyssa and I worked. We choreographed how I would move during my monologue. We did so many more interviews and I walked my shoes, got used to them, and we just worked. And in that time, I also got Bruno, my service dog. Everything I was going to do in the pageant kind of shifted because now I have this amazing, cute, so helpful, light of my life service dog training that I wanted to include. And they were amazing and then we included them. And then February gets here and it's time to start rehearsals again and Bruno and I go to our first rehearsal together as a service dog team. And of course, everyone loves him and he does so great. And we just rehearsed. We rehearsed for two weeks. One week in the lab school, rehearsing, rehearsing, rehearsing. The next week in the ballroom where the pageant was going to happen. That was insane. Like, getting to be on the stage was so surreal. And there were a lot of changes. There were a lot of ups and downs. And it was amazing. We 
figured out when Brenda would come on stage, when he would need to be held off stage, and we just worked. Like everything was worked out. And finally, it was Thursday night, pageant night. Before we get to the night of the pageant, let me tell you about that day. I was so confident in myself and in the work that I had been doing, the prep I had been doing for the past however many months, that I wasn't really that worried. Bruno, however, was a complete nervous wreck. Um, he threw up that morning, had an accident. Come to find out, poor baby has intestinal parasites heartworms. Got a call from his vet that day. So, in, bet- before, in between all of that, I got my hair done. I set up a GoFundMe to get help paying for Bruno's vet bills because vet bills are so expensive. $990 to treat everything. $550 to find out that he had these problems. It was insane. I was like, where did they expect me to get this money? I was like, I really need to get this dog's insurance. Um, and so we go and we get my hair done. And we come home and we get ready. And we get all of our stuff that we didn't bring over yet in the car. And of course, it's raining. So I'm trying not to get my hair messed up. Trying to keep Bruno calm. And we get in the car and we drive over the union to do our interviews and I walked into that interview room Lily introduced me and Bruno and we just killed it Bruno was the best dog ever just laid behind me and I got up there I was so confident in my answers I knew what I wanted to say I knew how I was going to represent Southeastern I knew how I was going to use my role as Miss Southeastern to bring awareness to dysautonomia and how I was going to use the fact that I'm not raised Granted, I was born in South Louisiana. I wasn't raised in South Louisiana. I was raised in North Louisiana, and I was going to use that to get more students to come to Southeastern. I walked out of that interview feeling like I was on cloud nine. And we had a few hours before call time, so Bruno and I went over to the stage, and I practiced my evening walk because I was so worried about that. You know, that was like the only thing I was worried about. Practice and a practice and a practice. And then it was call time. So we all get dressed and we run through little bits of the show. We run through doing our social impact pitch before question. We run through the opening number and we killed it. And Chelsea said, if y'all can do it like that, when it's showtime, that's all I ask. Which is awesome because that's the first time like we really just like 110% killed it, killed it. And we ran through evening gown walk and everything and then it was time to go backstage. We were also jittery. We were just ready. We were ready to go out there. We were to show our friends and family everything we worked on. And I was so excited. My grandparents were coming. My best friends were there. And my mom drove five hours from Shreveport to come see me perform, her and her best friend. And I got out on that stage and I gave it my all. I gave it my all from when I was having that adrenaline high because dysautonomia will give you an adrenaline rush just from standing up. So that adrenaline plus the adrenaline that I was already producing from just being so excited was a lot of adrenaline. 
and I gave it my all. I had that adrenaline pushing me. I gave it my all when I felt absolutely horrible and had stomach pains and chest pains. I went out there and I gave it my all. And I knew that no matter the outcome, no matter if I won the Southeastern, if I got a runner-up position, top five, or nothing at all, that I was okay. Because I did everything I wanted to do and I achieved the dream that I was told I wouldn't be able to. And we're up there and we're getting awards and I won the um, Miss Southeastern Alumni Chapter Legacy Scholarship Award for an essay I wrote about how I'd like to change event parking to be more equitable for students with disabilities. And they call type top five. And that was the first name they called. And I had to compose myself. Bruno, of course, was up there loving it because he loved all the applause and being on stage. And I was like, is this real? Like, did they really just say my name? And they called top five. And then they called second runner up and they said, Bailey Piku. And I had to keep the tears in because I was just so shocked that I'd done it. My first scholarship competition ever, pageant ever. And I got a free year of tuition, which is such a relief because money is so stressful when you have chronic illnesses and doctors and prescriptions and have a service dog and just everything else. Not having to worry about your fall semester of college being having to pay for it is insane. And then they called my lovely friend Emily that I just absolutely loved and adored and got to meet her through this pageant as first runner up. And I was so excited and I looked at Megan. I just knew she was gonna win. And Megan, let me tell you about her. Megan and I met at physical therapy. She worked there. And when I was having issues with housing and I wouldn't make, be able to have a place to stay for those first rehearsals in January, Megan let me stay with her. And we just got really close. And she is just an inspiration to me. I love her so much. She's such a good person. And I told my mom, I said, Mom, if I don't win, you want Megan to win. And then they said, your 2022 Miss Southeastern is Megan. And I bawled like a baby. She was absolutely shocked and I was crying. I was like, yes, go Megan, I'm so proud. Because moment it was just seeing someone that you know absolutely deserved it win and I was so happy for her and when I finally got the chance to hug her I was like I'm so proud of you like you did it and even now just thinking about it is making me like tear up a little bit like just thinking about the whole thing and she told me she said I'm proud of you you did it and we were both just crying and I did not stop crying I took all the pictures that they needed me to take with everyone. And I got off stage. And I got to see my friends and my family, and I'm crying because I didn't think I would be able to do it. I did not think my body would handle it, and it did. And then all of these amazing title holders come up to me and say, "Are you going to the sweeper?" Which I had already decided I was going to. I said yes. They said good because we want to see you there. We believe you have a shot at winning. And even Miss Louisiana herself, Julia Claire Williams, who is the sweetest, most amazing, most real kind-hearted person I've met, came up to me and asked if I was going to the sweeper. And I said, yes. And she said, good. And 
what really meant the most to me that night is when my new friend came up to me who we had messaged on instagram before she is also a southeastern student with a disability and she just told me i inspired her and when one of the girl's moms came up to me and said that seeing me up there with bruno representing the service dog community the disability community it just meant so much to her and that's all i wanted to do that showing little girls teenage girls college girls grown-up women that your disability does not define what you do that you can still reach your dreams you can be a beauty queen you can be a scholarship winner you can be miss southeastern second runner-up showing them that their dreams were achievable was all i wanted and it was really my biggest motivation and it's my biggest motivation as to why i'm going to compete next year and my weekend did not end there we ended up going to the Sweeper pageant the next day. Um, Alyssa, my amazing pageant mom, drove me and two other girls up in my car. Lily and Megan drove up, and then two, three other girls from the pageant also drove up. And we were so excited. We got the cutest little Airbnb in Monroe. We stayed the night, and the next morning, we're all getting ready to go. We go check in. And I was one I was the first Southeastern girl to have her interview. And I went in there and I just felt so good about it. I mean Bruno of course was great and I just felt so at ease and confident in my answers because I knew what I would want to do as Miss Louisiana title holder. As Miss Louisiana, I knew what I would want to do. I knew my why. My why was to show people that your disability doesn't define you. My why was to, is to raise awareness for dysautonomia so that you don't have to go to the doctor and be told that it's all in your head. My why is, excuse me, that is Bruno, if you hear that in the background. And my why is just to make a difference and to sh- just show people their dreams are achievable. And at a sweeper, they have a certain amount of titles they give out. This year they had nine. And so you do the one round, which means you do your talent, your onstage question, your social impact statement, and your evening gown walk. And then they crown four girls. And your private interview scores carries throughout the whole day. Then you do all of that again, and they crown three girls. And then all of that again, and they crown two girls. I did it first round, and I felt so good. Like, I was like, I'm getting a crown. Even though this was like, if you don't get crowned, like, I, I think you're going to get crowned this first round. Um, if not, there's some few tips in your evening gown walk. And I was like, yeah, I was a little confused. And I didn't get crowned. And I was a little upset. I was like, that's okay. We got two more rounds. We're going to do this. And I was in pain. But I was pushing through. It had been a lot on my body already. And I do the second round. And... They took out one of our costume changes, or outfit changes, thankfully, so that made it a little easier, but it was still a lot. It was giving 110% of my energy, even though I felt like absolute crap. And after that second round, they did crownings, and I didn't get a title. And I was upset about that, but I knew I had another round, and I knew I wanted to compete in another round last round but I was in so much pain that there was a part of me that just didn't want to I wanted to give up 
because of how much pain I was in. I was in so much pain, I was crying. And I hated that because people thought I was crying because I didn't get a title. And I hated that. Like, I was like, no, I'm not crying because I didn't get a title, I'm crying because of pain. And Lily sat with me and she said, you don't have to do this next round. Like, you already proved enough. I said, but I, I'm going to. I came here for a reason. I came here to get a title. I came here to show people that I can do this. She said, okay. She helped me change, and I got out there, and I did my talent, and I gave it my all, and honestly, that was probably the best I did my talent that whole time, and I got off stage, and I cried. It hurt so bad, going out there, pretending to be okay. Went out, did evening gown, and my social impact pitch, my own stage question, and when that was all over, I went and sat in the green room, and we were waiting to be crowned, and I was in so much pain, my body was shutting down. And my legs have done something they've never done before. They started shaking, tremoring violently. I had no control and I was freaking out internally. I really couldn't show how much, how freaked out I was. And they were trying, everybody was trying to figure out a way to calm me down. Sarah, whose sister also has um, a form of dysanomia, she has POTS, was trying to get my legs elevated, see if that helped. And they were like, Bailey, you don't have to go on stage for this crowning. Like, you get a crown, we'll bring it to you. Like, you do not have to go out there. I said, no, I'm finishing this. We are finishing this. And they said, okay. Lily got on one side of me, Sarah on the other. And they held me up because I couldn't walk on my own. And we stood out there. I didn't have any shoes on. Lily said, you're not wearing your heels anymore. You can't even walk. You're going to twist an ankle. I go out there, and I didn't get a crown. I was upset. I was upset that I put my body through so much and didn't get a crown, but I was also so proud of my girls who got crowns from Southeastern, and I was so proud of them, and I was so excited to watch them at Miss Louisiana, but it's hard. It was hard because I was in so much pain, and I pushed my body so hard, and at first, I was like, I didn't get anything out of this except being in pain. But then I realized that that's not the case. I realized this girl said I didn't know until I walked into that dressing room, came up to me and said that they were so inspired by my strength that I realized this weekend wasn't about me getting a title. It was about me again showing people that a girl with chronic illness and disabilities and a service dog can do sorry that's for my laundry can do everything anyone else can do and i did and i am going to be miss southeastern 2023 i told megan i said megan you're grounding me and i've already started prepping I'm going to go watch Miss Louisiana, and I'm going to learn everything I need to learn. And I may not have gotten a title this year, but I will get a title this year. And it will continue to make a difference with or without a title, because that's my why. My why is impacting other people's lives. So, yeah, that is what it was like doing a pageant with a chronic illness. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this. It's crazy that people actually listen to this, even if it might only be two people. Um, 
but I love being able to do this. And I can't wait to come back and talk about next week's topic or the next two weeks. And it's going to be about dating with multiple chronic illnesses. Getting back out there. Going from being in a relationship to being single. What's that like? Which has definitely been an interesting ride and I cannot wait to take you guys on it in episode 3 of Living Chronically. So until then, be safe, have fun, and live your dreams. Don't let anybody take that away from you. So thank you guys for listening to episode 2 of Living Chronically. Sincerely, Bailey.